You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at $2, $5, $10, or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. Hooray! Delicious Volume 1, Life Tastes Good, is finally at Amazon United States. What is delicious, you ask? Imagine a land where all your favorite foods live as human girls. Here in charming a la carte, under the floating city of heavenly delight, we meet Ramen, a young cook trying to run a restaurant with her family of pastas as they end up in all sorts of wacky adventures and hijinks as these strong, eccentric characters pursue their dreams and passions. Delicious is a beautifully drawn comedy series, which is now finally available to buy in the United States. Click on the banner on one of us, order today, and join in the fun now, because Delicious Volume 2, Yum Yum Yum, is coming really soon. A perfect gift for your child, or those of you who are forever young at heart. One of us strongly recommends this one. Welcome to another review of another VHS movie. Yes, the dead format that you find at Goodwill. Ooh. I got this random voicemail uh, just the other day telling me I was going to die in seven days. And I'm like, finally. <laughs> Welcome to the Screener Squad. I've got LeWayne, Sarah, Chad, and Mike. Say hi, everybody. Hi, Hello. Hello. So today, VHS 85, is this is this one of those series now that it just comes out every year like it's a Call of Duty? You know, I, I've, I've been, it's a, it's a series that I've actually, this is my first time watching any of them. And after that, it's like, you know, what the hell? I, 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 it seems like every Halloween I go through a franchise I've heard of and never watched. So I figured, okay, well, I thought I'd run out, but yeah, I'll watch all these um, VHS movies. They're a pretty big bag, I gotta tell you. Yep. I mean, it's yeah. the anthology series about an anthology series. So, yeah. Luane, you and I did uh, 99 last year. Sarah, yep. were you on that one? I don't think so. Okay. I, I don't remember seeing that one. I remember liking 99 quite a bit for what it is. And that was actually my first time watching a VHS movie. Oh, okay. I haven't even watched any of the other ones. It must have been after Deadstream came out because mm-hmm. the last short in that is the the uh, husband wife team that did Deadstream? Yes, and we were both like, yeah. <laughs> this one, I mean, I didn't really have a yeah, moment. There's one where it's basically a two parter. It's called No Wake, and then uh, Ambrosia. Yeah, I, you know, I, I really like the fact that that was a two parter. That like, yes, me too, and that it came back later. Yeah, I love I love how it worked its way back in, and you, you didn't know it was going to be that. It was like kind of like a bait and switch, and that was really clever. Uh, well, and it's, especially how that turns out too, because the the both the concepts in those are are different. One's almost like a fountain of youth, and the other one is like a, a crazy uh, <laughs> celebration of. It's a very special family uh, get together. 
somewhat not maybe like totally affluent, but like very white bread. Uh, they look like the kind they look like the kind of like white Christian upper middle class family that like really you know is like just all about getting together and togetherness. And they reference having this tradition, and then you find out what it is. It's like holy shit! Right. I live in Lake Country, like that uh-huh. Wisconsin. You know, Minnesota is the land of three billion lakes or whatever. Wisconsin's got a shit ton of lakes, and I have met those people. Those are obviously bigger caricatures uh-huh but like the love of gun culture and like that's just the extreme of it right oh you know i have i have family who's like that but you know they're in texas go figure <laughs> yeah but texas has like a lake right so we got ambrosia and uh no wake uh there's a total copy is the through line it's basically the interlude we see uh, that's just uh, a team of uh, researchers at a college find an. It's like a parody of hard copy or unsolved mysteries or something kind of like that. Uh, then there's a techno god. Basically, this is the one I hated only because I really don't like performance art. Dude, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, the cadence uh, when the she starts, one. I'm like, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of go. Here we go, and uh, yeah, it, I'll say that like the way it ended, it was interesting, but it was one of my lesser favorite of the segments. Although I'll say the the gore on it's pretty fucking good on it. I got that's. I, I was gonna say the end is what justifies waiting through the rest of it. I would say that about a lot of these, to be honest. Fair enough. We've got Dream Kill. I actually thought this is probably like my favorite one. Oh really? Uh, I I might be on the opposite, which is so disappointing because it, it's it's written by a friend of the show, uh, C. Robert Cargill, like friend of one of us and he's been on a few of the podcasts, and I like Cargill a lot. Like as a writer, like I, I like his books. Uh, I like a lot of the movies he's done so far. This might be my least favorite thing that Cargill's written because it just it didn't really hold up to me as as much as a lot of the other segments did. I think it was a high concept that was kind of hard to do in a short time, which is rare for these because like these should these have to be short stories and, and a also lot of- considering it's like you know uh, a, a vhs kind of thing um and but they and it's it's what all these are set in the 80s right yeah 85 and yet, and yet for some reason like all of like that particular like a lot of them keep up that 80s aesthetic pretty well <laughs> except this one which is all of a sudden widescreen it looks like it was shot hd it like it looked way like that, i think it's that's too big, good yeah, it was way too polished for something yeah. like that. Especially like as I go down for as I went down further into this franchise, like wow, like it maybe uh, kind of dislike it a little bit more because like it just maybe it's just it's more of an aesthetic issue for me because like it just looked way too goddamn polished. The ending and the resolution, uh, like who the bad guy is, is just like so rushed. That's why it needs like a, at least a ninety minute story. It, it needed more build up because I felt like the first two thirds. We're pretty solid. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah, I mean, the first two thirds are good. I, I feel like, yeah, the last third is where it really kind of falls apart for me. My favorite ending, I don't know, probably in a long time to a short, but it, it reminded me of like bad taste, like Peter Jackson uh, style of humor. But the ending of Total Copy, like I, I laughed out loud at that part. Like I know it was like whatever, like the, the, all of these were kind of up and down, but I felt like Total Copy, at least the ending was hilarious to me. Well, I was looking forward to this because I did watch like the first two that had come out um, way back when I was really into it. That's probably maybe the first time that I saw like an Adam Wingard thing. And then, um, yeah. 
And then I, I know I watched two and I might have watched Viral, but then I think I dropped off and hadn't caught anymore. I was looking forward to this because I saw that it was, uh, one of them was directed by Scott Derrickson. And I'm like, well, right, we're Twitter mutuals. Uh, although Cargill doesn't follow me, but Scott does. So it's weird. But anyway, um, and so I was looking forward to that one. But I got to say, to me, that was one of the weaker ones. Like you guys were saying, No Wake, Ambrosia. That was my favorite one. And then I liked God of Death. And then I think the Dream Kill. And then the Wraparound. And then the performance art one. God of Death. That, that, that's, the one with the, that's the one with the earthquake, right? God of Death is the one with the earthquake. Yeah, that that might have been maybe my second least favorite only because, like, I, I, that was interesting at first, but I think I kind of, like, maybe I just wasn't paying as much attention as I should have because, uh, I don't know, it just, it, it didn't hold my interest as much either. I mean, like with a lot of these movies from the, what I've watched over this weekend, a lot of these are going to be a mixed bag and we're going to, and they're going to be very different. It makes me think of um, another movie uh, we reviewed recently, Satanic Hispanics. Our main criticism kind of seemed to be... Uh, that with the, the segments and the wraparounds, there's a tonal inconsistency. And what I like about most of these is, um, apart from how polished Scott Derrickson's is, there is a certain consistency to it. And when it doesn't get too consistent, it at least makes sense. With the exception of maybe the first movie, it doesn't really try to tell that much bigger of a story in terms of where they're all connected. You know what I mean? It's more just like, here's this here's this wraparound segment, but it's going to kind of cut to as if you're watching some kind of weird bootleg or something like that. Um, here's these other segments, like these illegal tapes and so on. Do they actually shoot any of these segments on tape? Or is are they just running, mo- like the ones that look good, do they just run them through really good filters? I would imagine for the, the reason, they're pumping these out every year, probably low, medium budgets, right? My guess is they just shoot digital and add it in post. Also, as an aside, VHS didn't always look shitty. No, <laughs> like, I mean, I've I've got no shortage of VHS movies that you can watch that are forty years old and still play fine. So, oh, for sure, you know, I get it. Like, if they're shooting on VHS cameras, especially if you're reusing the tape, don't reuse the tape if you're using it in a camera. It, it will make it look like shit. But like, I, I get it. But like, that's one of the things. There's always this. Like, yeah, I mean, a tracking line now and again, or that weird stutter because you've taped over some shit. Sure, I get it. But, like, not every VHS looks like shit. So, you know. No, but these are still meant to be, like, at least the way I look at it, like, found footage years later. Like, we're we're looking at these sections of VHSs that were from 85, and it's 2023, you know? So, like, some of them were, like... Um, I, again, I watched all, a bunch of these over the weekend, so some of these might be running together, but at least in some of these, if not in this one. Oh, they actually did in front of Techno God, where it has, like, it'll have, like, a title card that looks very VHS-like of, like, your basic computer type. And it'll say, like, it'll, it'll imply that it's something that was confiscated by some kind of government entity and is not to be seen by the public. Pretty interesting um, introduction to a series that, for years, I heard was pretty mediocre. And, uh, you know, so far as they go down the line, it, they, they are certainly mixed bag, but I thought that this one worked more often than it didn't. Again, the my, my biggest issue with the Scott Derrickson one is like the on the last third of it, it is way too goddamn polished to really fit with the VHS aesthetic of it all. But like what I like is that um, a lot of these have, for the most part had really good payoffs. There, there's something about like it, it almost feels like a uh, like a found footage tells from the crypt kind of thing. The one that really stood out for that was, was that that two parter. As soon as I realized what was going to happen in that second part, I'm like, that's that's 
I was pretty impressed that story-wise. That's pretty clever. I like how it all paid off. And even at the end of part one, where you've realized what's happening, you realize there's some really horrifying implications to this, to the whole thing. Even if you're injured, you have that injury forever. You don't, you're not like Wolverine or anything like that. You're just like, you have this horrible injury, this horrible disfigurement, and it doesn't matter. I like how it paid off for one of those characters. I'm going to give this seven out of 10 interrupted commercials. I think that No Wake works better because of Ambrosia and vice versa. If I only saw one of them without the context of the other, I don't know that I would like them as much. Um, God of Death is interesting, but it takes a while to get interesting enough. Techno God, I had to roll my eyes initially because I'm like, oh God, no, please not. No, man, not one of these open mic, you know, performance art things. The gore helps at the end. I like that. Dream Kill, yeah, I think this is one of those cases where it it looks too good. It it feels it feels it stands out, and the the wraparound was just bonkers. You know, some good, some not as good. So I'm gonna go three out of six uh, segments of this that really worked for me. Definitely the best is No Wake Ambrosia. God of Death is second from the bottom. Techno Goddess bottom. Total copies in the middle. Dream Kill second. Like a Dream Kill was great. It was very like Freddy Krueger esque, but the third act sucks because it needed another beefier second and it first is, act. You know, it is kind of like if you took like Nightmare on Elm Street and maybe Seven and Sinister and put it in a blender mm-hmm. and then yeah. put it on like you know copied it from one copy to another on on some kind of. DV tape or something. I've said it before on this program, you know, I, I, I've made a few short horrors myself. I think horror is a great genre that lends well to short form filmmaking. Seven out of 10 times, I just like wanted to dry hump the air, you know, just, <laughs> just dry hump the air just to like stretch my core and like really arch that back you know Uh, i don't know if i have anything else to add other than what we already talked about i will say it was weird that usually in these found footage things you don't want to put anybody in your in your short especially from like 85 or whatever that's recognizable and in dream kill i freddie rodriguez i'm like that's freddie rodriguez why is he in this freddie rodriguez was in planet terror thank you that was oh the one that, yeah 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 so i was like what yeah so why was he in this but anyway that, i mean that's just a nitpick thing but it's just one of the things that was annoying and then honestly i gotta tell you by the time that Dream Kill was on, I was already starting to get sleepy. <laughs> and so, you know, I was ready for the thing to be over. And so that it wasn't doing me any favors by keeping me awake. But I will say in every instance that the uh, makeup effects, the gore effects were really great f- for everyone uh, uh, on all of them. And even the uh, performance art one, which, you know, as soon as that started, I was like, oh, man, this reminds me of Rent. Uh, When What's Her Face, you know, does her performance art. And I'm just like, ugh. I'm going to give this um, six and a half out of ten times it would take me to be able to stand up on water skis. Oh, yeah, that that hit hard for me because, like, (laughs) I'm a great 
downhill skier like my, my family pretty good at it but again i'm from lake country and we grew up with boats and fishing and all that stuff i never got up on skis ever here is my old ass 80 year old grandpa can still get up on one ski <laughs> without using two he just goes up on one first try and i i just walk away in shame <laughs> Like kneeboarding, like wakeboarding, all the other things. Those are great. I can never do skis. Blaine, are there any lakes in Iowa? It's all corn, right? You just swim in corn. Yeah. No, it's it's yeah. uh, just the, we have an occasional creek once in a while. Yeah. No, we, we have some lakes, although. Crick, crick or creek? Um, I say creek, but regionally it tends to be crick about half the time. Good man. Sarah, crick or creek? My mom's English, so I'm going to say creek. Nice. Crick. What is Mike? this crick? No. Crick or creek? I say creek. I okay. say creek. Regionally, <laughs> it tends to be crick. 